Blog Talk Radio. Om Shabbat Shalom, Holy Way of the Most High. Om Shabbat Shalom, I sense your presence. Om Shabbat Shalom, Holy Way of the Most High. Om Shabbat Shalom, I sense your presence. And I am the light within your soul In the essence of truth and right Love makes the circle whole And here we stand in line Waiting for some sacred sign But to find the balance is the purpose of this time to restore the balance of the universal mind And in the presence of my Lord of light and love Everything I see aspiring to be free And when I call to thee And come on bending knee Surrender to the all-pervading light and love Reflections of the one surrounding me with love And I sense your presence I sense your presence I sense your presence I sense your presence Within and without, above and below, yeah. East, west, north, and south, I sense your presence. Without and within, below and above, yeah, yeah. East, west, north, and south, I sense your presence. I sense your presence. Of 
Able to find the balance is the purpose of this time To restore the balance of the universal mind And I sense your presence I sense your presence I sense your presence I sense your presence
um, Tina Van Leuven. She's actually a co-author with me. Uh, you've heard me talk about uh, the the up-and-coming book, which is uh, coming out called Embraced by the Divine, and she's, she works uh, on that book as well. So she has some great insights about something I know a lot of people want to know about, and that's money. <laughs> Everybody wants to know about money these days. Well, she's going she's gonna to give us a little help in that area today and, and share with us her work in that. And then uh, also oftentimes I've got musical guests on the way, and this year I'm coordinating my musical guests with the turning points of the year. So I had Woven Green on for the spring equinox, Jim and Ashley Cash, beautiful couple. And I've got a very etheric, angelic voice coming up on May Day for you called Angelia Grace. She'll be calling in from Ireland. So that's, uh, that's going to be a real treat for you, and uh, then we're going to have some other musical guests along the way that coordinate with those different times of year, so you're going to absolutely love that. In my own work, what I do is focus on helping people find and use compassion in their everyday life. I've created the Genesis Clearing Statement, and if you've missed that, you can catch it in some of the archive shows uh, through my website, Jesse and Nichols George, from number1.com. Uh, some of the other hosts on Main Street Universe have interviewed me, and I've used that, as well as on other shows, and you can catch that there on my webpage. I've also also authored four books, You, Me, Life, Dreams, and this companion workbook are the most recent ones. They're based on relationships and how to find and create your perfect relationship. And then my first two books, Activating Compassion and its companion workbook. And as I mentioned, there's a, a fifth one coming up that I'm the co-author on, which is Embraced by the Divine. In addition, I've created the Compassion Tour, a multi-state nationwide tour, including workshops, retreats, seminars, book signings, and fundraising events. And those can all be followed through my website as well. I've got uh, several things listed there, from things that are actually at venues to things that I'm doing out in nature. And uh, so the hot and lots to follow. <laughs> if you choose to, to find something, there's a little something there for everybody. Just a reminder, if you enjoy the show today, make certain you share it with other people. Tell your friends, your family about it, because I know a lot of people are going to be interested in today's topic. And also what I find is when I share a show, then I always get comments back, and people go, gosh, I was just talking about that. Oh, man, I just hit a wall with that, and I was really looking for some great information. And, and it ends up changing somebody's life. So, I mean, it's so simple. It's what, a second, a half a second? You click a share button and you change somebody's life? How does it get better than that? I mean, that's great stuff, right? <laughs> so they can just use the same link you use to get into the show, or they can catch it as a podcast through iTunes, tunein.com. Also, they get posted up on my YouTube channel. Eh, it sometimes takes me about a week or so to get them up on the YouTube channel while I'm on the road, but they're going to be there. So whatever way they like to listen to it, that works for me as well. Now, those that have listened in before, you know that before I get started on everything, I really like to delve into a little book called The 72 Names of God. It's by Yehuda Bird. And Yehuda does that thing that I love to do, which takes the big giant uh, concepts and put them into the everyday language, the everyday life that we're leading. So today, what Yehuda has for us, and these also, by the way, go on my page of the Main Street Universe tab on my website, jessianicholsgeorge1.com. So you can go back and reflect on this during the week or read it for yourself as well. And the common name of God we've got today is listening to your soul. 
And the insight that he, he starts off with, or the message he starts off with on this is, every one of us has a personal mission, a spiritual goal that we must achieve in this lifetime. But the interferences of the material world constantly derail us. If we listen really carefully, our souls will direct us to our purpose where we need to be. And the insight he proceeds with on this is, prior to creation, all the souls of humanity were bound up as one unified soul. The soul shattered into countless sparks, bringing into being all the individual souls who were destined to walk this earth. That includes each one of us. Each spark of soul must achieve its own individual transformation and spiritual purpose before the blessed unity of the one soul can be restored. In business, in our relationships, and in our personal connection to the Creator, there are clear-cut spiritual objectives that must be accomplished in order to bring peace and happiness to us and the world. But the world has failed to find its spiritual way and the ultimate destination because the clamoring of the ego drowns out the calling of our soul. Ego constantly gives us the wrong direction, the incorrect instruction. We wind up in dangerous neighborhoods and dead ends in our pursuit of meaningless ambitions and empty materialistic goals. And that's a big one because a lot of people do struggle with the material spiritual balance in there. And and this is really sharing that insight about that balance. The meditation that he gives on this is the whispers of your soul and the divine counsel of the light are heard loud and clear. You know what you have to do. You are willing and prepared to do what it takes to get it done. So the common name again on this is listening to your soul and the formal name of God on this one is Nun Mem Mem. That's Nun Mem Mem. And again, you can catch that on my page of the Main Street Universe tab on my website, jessianniclesgeorge, the number one dot com. Now, a little insight here before we go on break and bring our guest on, because I, I just know you're going to love Tina. She's, she's really a beautiful soul here. Have you spent time taking all of the so-called right steps to be successful and earn a good living, only to be earning much less than anticipated? Do you notice that some people seem to draw on money effortlessly, almost like it just falls into their lap? And have you ever felt stuck when trying to earn finances, leaving you just getting by or not even having enough? It seems to me that while I've noticed a few that seem to fall into the manifest effortlessly category, most I know work quite hard to get what they want. In more recent times, it seems that there are many that struggle to get by, no matter what they try or how much effort they they put into it. Now, it doesn't take a genius to realize that this will eventually wear on us and leave us oftentimes feeling inadequate, lacking self-worth, feeling like a failure, having frustrations, and depression. In traveling full-time now, I see a whole variety of people from those that feel as if they don't have enough and are suffering, but they seem to still have plenty for a daily Starbucks and dinner out every week and new clothes, etc. Personally, I don't think that they are suffering unless they are fretting over giving up some of their addictions, which very well could be. 
I also see those that have very little, maybe a backpack of things, or have just given up even trying, sort of resigning to their circumstances. Now, I hold no judgment on any side, as I probably stood on most sides from being well-supported to being financially self-supportive with money to spare, to having lost everything, more than one, including literally having to put it all in a dumpster due to black mold, to having now only what fits in a vehicle. As an integrated development specialist, I know that there are many layers to why we do or don't have money and why we might go through the highs and lows with it. And I also know that we have the potential to really shift our circumstances to be more comfortable in our lives. There are so many parallels that could bring about several different posts and major discussions. One thing I do agree with is that there is a connection between who we are and how we live our life and the money or other resources that we have to work with. Tina Van Leeuwen has put a special focus on bringing this out and helping people understand this connection greater. She really helps to shed a consciousness on how shifting self will shift our money, with a particular emphasis on the joy principle. And this is an interesting concept to me, that by simply being happy, we could also be prosperous. Now, many will argue that not all rich people are happy and not all poor people are unhappy. However, I do know that in my own life, that if I'm not happy, money does not get to me. Just the stress and tension of worrying about it rejects it. I also know that the times I have been happy in my life, that money keeps flowing in, including receiving $50 tips in my days of being a cocktail server. Money is a material world item, and it likes to flow where there is fun and happiness, whether that happiness is for sailing around the world or ending world hunger. It is an interesting concept that by being joyful, the world economy could shift. In doing my tour this year, enjoyment has been a foundational key for me. While I don't claim to have this perfected, it does seem to be making a difference in my favor. Have you ever noticed a difference in how money flows to you based on how you are? What are your experiences when operating on a vibration of joy? And does who you are and what you do really make a difference in what you receive? This week, our guest focuses on a component of compassion that is related to the aspect in my book, The Loving Self. And this reminds us to take time for ourselves. Be conscious to really love and enjoy your life. I'm going to take a short break, and when we return, I will have Tina Sunriven sharing her work in Money, Miracles, and the Joy Principle. The song I have for you during our break is called Isn't It Enough? And it's by Claire Hedin. And I should say, Is It Enough? <laughs> by Claire Hedin. And if you'd like to find out more about Claire's work, you can certainly do so through her website. That is www.clairehedin.com. And that's C-L-A-R-E-H-E-D-I-N.com. Again, that's C-L-A-R-E-H-E-D-I-N. Dot com. And we'll be back shortly. Do you see me? 
Welcome back. You are listening to Activating Compassion Radio. And my name is Jesse Ann Nichols-George, and I'm your hostess today. You were just listening to a song by Claire Hedina. It's called Is It Enough? And you can check out more of Claire's work on her website, www.clairehedina.com. That's C-L-A-R-E-H-E-D-I-N.com. And if you'd like to listen and find out more about Claire as well, you can go into my archive shows on my page of the Main Street Universe tab on my website, jessianniclesgeorge1.com, and uh, scroll back to the very first shows, and you'll find one at the very end of 2012 with her on there. So tonight, though, or today, tonight, might be tonight where you are, today where I am, I've got with me Tina Van Leuven, and she is um, the person behind the Joy Oracle at Inner Delight and international bestseller co-author of Inspirations for a Woman's Soul, Choosing Happiness, and author of Money and Miracles, 40 Days to the Perfect Relationship Between Who You Are and What You Make. She traveled the world as an international flight attendant for 15 years while studying a wide variety of healing modalities and now coaches passionate entrepreneurs around prioritizing themselves in their businesses 
and personal lives so that they can do what they love without burning out. And you can learn more about her work at www.innerdelight.com. And Tina, I want to say it's so great to have you here on Activating Compassion. And I really appreciate you taking the time to give to us because for you, it's actually tomorrow <laughs> already. You're starting <laughs> Saturday where you are. Yes, we're talking as we're recording. It's Good Friday for you. It was a great Friday here. And we're already on Saturday. And, so, and thank you, Jesse. I just feel really thrilled to be here and really appreciate having the opportunity to share and connect. Well, and this is fun for me because I've been connecting with you online and and it's always a great pleasure when I bring somebody on the air that I've been connecting with online because I just get this whole new dimension of them and this whole new connection to them, which is fun and exciting. Um, and, and mm. man, flight attendant work, that's not easy, I'll tell you. I know of people that have done that work, and, um, man, that's at the top of the customer service realm <laughs> yeah. things out there. Um and I'm very familiar with that industry. Matter of fact, my dad worked for Continental Airlines before they sold out to TI. Who and he was there yeah. for I want to say 26 years, I think, before he went into early retirement. But I want to find out how did you get into what you're doing now? Because you're doing this, this great work and making these great connections and helping people out in these amazing ways. So tell us about well, as you know, yeah. So we have a, we have a little delay. So it's just. Do you mind to okay. just repeat what you were? What you were? Yeah. Yeah. Just just share with us a little bit about your journey of how you got into doing what you're doing, and mm-hmm. you know what brought you into the, this work that we're talking about today. Okay, yeah. Well, you know, it's interesting. I think that we all, I love what you were saying earlier on um, about the the names of of God and that it's really about expressing the the truth of your soul and that that, I feel, is up for each and every one of us and especially in the times that we are in now, that many of us, many of them, especially the women that I've been speaking to over the years, you know, everyone's been on this journey and it's really been about un- learning, un, you know, undoing, uncreating everything that's been covering up that beautiful, unique expression of the divine that, that we each are so that your soul can truly shine through. And, you know, I'm no different from that. I mean, I started out uh, in a family, very, very uh, tumultuous um, early start in life. And one of the things, though, that was kind of funny is I think I was five years old. And to anyone who would listen, I would say that I was going to travel around the world because I always saw my grandparents taking photos and sending postcards from exotic locations and, you know, the seven wonders of the world. And me saying, I'm going to go there and see a whole lot more. So for me, being a flight attendant was something that I thought would be a really cool thing to do. And it wasn't until years later that the opportunity arose and I actually ended up flying for United Airlines uh, for 15 years. So but it, before getting into that, 
I was 18 when I enrolled in massage therapy training. My mum had enrolled with my dad, and then my dad couldn't go. My mum asked if I wanted to go, and I was like, sure. And that was really the start of my waking up and remembering journey because I arrived in the massage therapy training and had to work on someone, and I could just feel the energy. And that journey took me through many different modalities, doing reflexology, aromatherapy, which is one of my favorites, uh, working with all the different um, types of massage therapy, going into astrology, numerology. I was doing meditation. There was this hunger and thirst inside me to tap into whatever modalities were available to really help optimize not only my own life, but also to be able to support others on their journey. And, um, yeah, long story cut short, to, I left the airlines in 2008. I had a moment where I knew that I was going to be making a shift. It was just a matter of when. And for anyone who's been in the situation or maybe currently is where you're considering a career change, if you're not knowing exactly yet where you're going or and you're holding on for security reasons, which I was holding on for and the benefits that the airline job provided for me, I'd be able to travel around the world for almost free and also having a steady paycheck coming in. It took me a little while to realize that, well, unless I could really embody trust within me, trust that source, the divine is my source of security and wealth, then I would constantly be dependent on outside situations and circumstances. And you know, part of it's like my soul was nudging me to take this leap. And I'm a bit of a, a risk taker adventurer that will say, yeah, that sounds good. And once I've taken the leap, I'm like, oh, crap, what did I just say yes to? You know, <laughs> I'm crashing down, finding out whether I can fly or not. So anyway, I took that leap, and it wasn't until after leaving the security of the job that everything that I had mentally conceptualized um, was brought up for me to see how, you know, the rubber hit the road, as they say. And, um, you know, within a very short time, I ended up getting in a real crisis financially and ended up letting everything go. A few years later, came to Australia and in 2013 had an experience on the beach here where I was having a bit of a tiff-tiff with, with the divine that I was fed up with seeing so many talented, amazing coaches, healers, therapists um, that were making tremendous difference in the lives of their clients, but they were struggling in their own lives, especially when it came to money. And from that, this experiment was born that I called 40 Days of Money and Miracles, and that turned into what is now the book and the program and the foundation for really transforming the relationship with money, which is ultimately really about transforming your relationship with self, with capital S, as in source. And and this is really important because what you experience is, I think, what a lot of people fear and experience, and that is, okay, I took this leap, and uh-oh, here I am yeah. in this crisis, and that's not supposed to happen when I'm trusting and I'm having this faith and things like that. And 
and it's a scary transition. I can say that even for myself where I've, I've run into that along the way, like, okay, I know I need to transition out of this thing, and I need to move more fully into that, but that hasn't quite hit yet, and, you know, there's no cushion there. And, you know, but then the other keeps fading out and fading out. And so I, there's so many things that I can I can relate to with what you said um, in there. And and to, the, the key thing is, as you mentioned, that it's about a relationship to money. And I think that that is something that a lot of people miss. They miss that it's a relationship. Uh, they miss that it's, it's a connection with the with energy as opposed to just the material piece or the, the material item itself because it's not really the item so much as the vibration that the item carries. Yes, and so, you know, what was really interesting is that um, Money and Miracles it was a 40-day journey, and, and I mean, it was just amazing. Total, talk about, you know, just, for me, it's about being on this joy sprinkle trail. It's like really um, allowing myself to be guided every step of the way and just trusting that I am um, constantly being guided in optimal way, even though my personality may think otherwise. So it's about surrendering, letting go, or thinking of the part of me that thinks it's in control and allowing source of which I am a unique expression and you are a unique expression, that source self to guide me. And so when I sent out this call for people to join me on this 40-day experiment, it was amazing. It was like within 10 days, I had 33 women from around the world say yes. Now, the only thing that I had said was that I shared how the idea had come into being but what I, I said what I was going to do was every day that I would send out an email and whatever inspiration came through, that really just clearing and releasing different aspects that come up uh, when we consider the topic of money. I had no idea what the content was going to be. And so every day I would sit down and start writing whatever came through. And it's really, I mean, it's just been a remarkable journey. What we realized was knowing about something mentally, conceptually, and actually living it, embodying it, that's where the gap often lies, you know. And it's not until you're in the actual experience of it, like telling someone what a certain type of chocolate is like, or here I am. In Australia, you know, and on the West Coast, we've got the most extraordinarily, divinely gorgeous ocean here. And I could tell you what it's like to dive into the water, to see that beautiful turquoise color and how the temperature is just right. But unless somebody dives in there and has the experience, it remains a concept. And I think that that's something when it comes to money, that for a lot of us it's been a concept and was never really connected with the underlying energy. And what started coming up were that it's not about the money, it's about what we have made it mean or what society has had a buy-into that it means about yourself, about life, about the divine, whatever name you like to give that. And 
So one of the things that I noticed is that pretty much everyone in that experiment and, and in hundreds of women have gone through the program since then and through coaching clients that the underlying theme is to do with a version of not feeling enough. So really interesting that that is the song, you know, about enough that you used for the intro. I mean, how amazing is that? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, I'm always amazed how everything coordinates, coordinates. You know, I have things where I just go through things, and it's like, okay, this is what's up this week. But it always fits in perfectly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That Yeah, and it will show up in different ways, you know. So um, it will feel like I'm not good enough, I'm not ready enough, I'm not smart enough, I'm not capable enough, I'm not talented enough, I'm not whatever enough. And to that I would say enough already. Where the big split happens is feeling that for whatever reason of not being enough, that you cut, that, you know, we've been whole to buy into this story of being separate and being separate from the divinity that you are is like being told that you are a wave and you are separate from the ocean. I mean, how is that possible? And yet, you know, knowing about that, that that's not true, but living that and feeling that in every cell of your body, every part of your being, I feel like that's what the journey has been about definitely for me for the last few years in releasing the the judgment that I held about myself and about having money, about not having money. It would bring up things like shame, which is a total disconnect from from source, which will keep that pattern going. So there are lots of loopholes. And as we were going through these 40 days, different layers would come up. For example, I think one of the biggest, biggest things for women in particular um, is um, the people pleaser program, which will make you extraordinary at giving and providing for others. And yet when it comes to receiving or asking, it's almost as if there is like a, a taboo on that. It's not okay to ask because you're supposed to have your shit together, you know, pardon the language. But it's, and, and so therefore, if you find yourself going through a tough or challenging time. You know, it's okay to ask for certain things, but somehow it's not okay to ask for money. And, you know, what's that about? Mm-hmm. What's up there? I, I can completely relate. And you and I have a mutual friend who had to go through this recently of asking yeah. for money. And I myself had to go through this recently because I've always been one of those like, nope, nope, I'm going to find a way to get by. I can deal with it. I can handle it. All of these things. And I recently had to put out a campaign to help cover some uh, veterinary bills for my cat. And I'll admit it was a struggle because I'm sitting here going, here I am telling these people all of these things. I know I'm walking my talk. And yet, now I have to put myself in this vulnerable place of asking for money <laughs> through this yeah. campaign, right? Um, and it's like, you know, what does that do? Are they, you know, that, you know, you run all these tapes like, 
oh, maybe nobody's going to want to show up to a workshop now because they're, they're going to think that I can't help them out in this area or things like yeah. that. Um, instead of just realizing, you know what, sometimes we hit a bump in the road and, yeah, and that's what happens. Yeah, and so and that's beautiful that you bring that up because, that, 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 that you know, for everyone that I've just, I mean, I've, oh, my gosh, I've had so many conversations with women from all around the world about this. And, you know, you'd think that maybe there'd be a different theme coming up. No, no, it's the same thing underneath it all. And that somehow it's the judgment that it will show up as should. And the stories are similar for pretty much everyone saying, oh, you know, I should have this stuff figured out by now. I should be able to take care of myself. I, if I ask others to support me financially, then I'm a burden on others. And, you know, I'd be better off dead. I'd be less of a burden to others. Um, you know, um, I should have all my ducks in a row. Uh, like that, that, you know, part of that, that people pleaser is the belief that you have to be perfect. Um, according to whom, by the way, you know? So you already are this beautiful, <laughs> perfect expression of divinity. And it's the keeping up the appearances, which is that's, that's one of the days in the 40 days. It's keeping up appearances that you're supposed to fit into this mold, you're a certain age and you're a certain whatever you're doing, then you should have that be reflected by dollars in the bank account or so. And if it's not, oh my gosh, you know, then the next thing of a series of judgments comes up. And the shame that's attached to that keeps that loop in place. So it's a really, you know, I would say, you know, for anyone who's listening who relates to this or may know someone who, who relates to this, what if it were possible you know, to send all those definitions of, that you have about money and what it means about you and about life um, about whether you've made it or not made it or what your family thinks of you or others think of you, you think of you, what source will think of you. If all those definitions could be transformed, imagine sending it into divine laundry service and letting it have a good old soak cycle and everything that gets stirred up. As we have our conversation here today, imagine adding it into the, the laundry. And that when we come off this call that, wow, this laundry cycle is completed and anything that was put in there, the energy, holding those patterns, programs, beliefs in place, felt, oaths, agreements, promises ever made, that energy is being transformed and optimized so that you can choose where to invest that energy in creating something that is really joyful and uplifting for you. You know, anyone who's game for that, just say yes and let's see what happens. It's funny that you would bring that up um, because I was just telling somebody something to that effect today. I'm like, take all of that anger. I go, and thank the person that made you angry and and take it all and then, you know, run off a little bit of the excess because that's what I do sometimes is I'll go and exercise in some shape or form get some of that excess off, and then take it and use it for something valuable because that energy is a huge amount of energy. And are you going to just waste it away and let it fall away into nothing? Or are you going to take it and use it? Because we exert a huge amount of energy worrying about money. And I can say, and and I know you want to get into maybe some of the the bigger global aspects of this too, and we, we certainly have entire generations who are 
struggling financially or living by debt, not even living on the edge, but living by debt. And um, and I'm sure you have some interesting things (laughs) when it comes to that. Yeah, and so and, and and as far as debt goes, you know, I'm still dealing with clearing out debt. Um, and for a long, the interesting thing with that is, is that when you look at the energy of debt, you know, it's owing or being owed, and how does that play out? Not just with money, but does it feel like um, that 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 whole dynamic of having to have your ducks in a row, so having to be perfect, so therefore not owing anybody anything, and therefore feeling as if you ask somebody for help, then there's going to be strings attached and now you owe someone. So it's like all these layers where you cut yourself off from allowing yourself to just let it be a flow. So taking the judgments out of it and and all the emotional charge that's connected to debt, whether it's emotional and financial, uh, in whatever way it shows up. If you were able to just, you know, send all of that into divine laundry as well and give yourself permission to really tap into what is your heart yearning to be and do in this world. You know, it's interesting. I think the energy right now, astrologically as well, the, the, the cosmic alignments are all about allowing yourself to let your light shine, to express yourself in whatever way you creatively wish to express yourself and to let yourself be you, so to be uniquely you. And yet we've been taught in society to fit in in order to survive, so to be the same as everybody else. And that is like the biggest betrayal of your soul to try and be like everybody else feeling that if you choose to be true to yourself and so cut those ties energetically that keep the debt in place, again, it can show up in many ways. If you're willing to cut those ties, then, you know, what might other people think of you? How might it piss people off if you're free? And, and this is a big, a big thing, the, the, these ties, these perceptions um, of what we need to to happen there because I see this play over in a lot of ways where a lot of the financial struggles, I would say, also relate to people turn their power over to the money, as in money. It's a piece of paper, and there's a whole other layer of other aspects of it. People turn it over so that they have the same iPhone as somebody else or they have a house that's equal to somebody else. They're always trying to keep up with other people, as you say, what, what they're told they should have or should do, instead of just saying, you know what, I really don't care whether I have a 6,000-square-foot home. I'm really happy with my, you know, 1,000-square-foot space or whatever it is. And who cares if I have more or don't have more? Um, I think that trying to take the power back into ourselves. Maybe there's a connection there? Well, the interesting thing with that is, is that the program underlying it um, is you know, conform or die. And in this society, you know, however long that's been running, still you have to conform to the rules, expectations of society, of what others have of you, 
the authorities, the powers that be, or else you will die. And so one of the interesting things is that you know, money money just has an amazing, I love how this is all coming to be. I mean, money has a way of being a topic as, we think about the topics that bring up the most emotional charge for people, I say that it's probably money and religion, right? And yeah, so well, that's, that's when, interesting because power comes from emotional charge. Yeah. Yeah, and so there's one of the days in the 40 days is called the God program. You know, one of my mentors, she, she made me aware of this and talked about everything the God program is, which is not the truth of what God's source divine is, but it's the stories that have been projected onto authority, all the ways that you have projected power authority outside yourself and thereby turned money into God. How have you idolized God? How have you made you know money money how have you idolized money into God? And so thereby um all the religious programming, this stuff goes deep, you know, and it's mostly unconscious, uh, feeling that you have to fulfill all kinds of expectations and live by the rules um in order to be deserving or not. And to have money, which then underneath that will create a big separation uh, for feeling that you're either being spiritual or you're being really materialistic and the two shall never meet. Well, that is the biggest, um, <laughs> probably, you know, whatever. <laughs> trying to think, yeah. <laughs> bleep, 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 <laughs> bleep. <laughs> bleep, 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 bleep. <laughs> in place, you know, and look at the judgments there. So you'll find many times people who would label themselves as being so spiritual having all these judgments about people that, um, you know, millionaires, billionaires, having lots of money, having associations with that as being greedy and um, goodness knows what else. You know, what about ditching all those beliefs and those judgments and what if all the people in the world who are committed to expanding consciousness, increasing awareness of really, you know, making a difference in this planet, honoring Earth, honoring Gaia, and having the awareness and allowing that to be integrated within themselves so that they allow themselves to generate and create abundance in all forms, including money, so that conscious consciousness uh, has a way of being um, shared throughout the world through money. I mean, if more people who have amazing gifts to restore balance and harmony, the healers, the coaches, the therapists out there, um, allow themselves to have this relationship with money, be be healed and transformed, and thereby um, distributing the wealth throughout the planet, making choices as to where we invest our money, in, in foods that that are organic, that are good for the for the body, good for the planet. What a difference we can collectively make. Yep. And we'll bring up the the voices that are just, you know, the gremlins that I call them the old conditioning that'll say, Oh, you know, who am I? Who am I to and fill in the blank. Well who are you not to? 
Mm-hmm. And I feel that this is part of where it's coming together. It's so beautiful. So being money being about relationship with whatever your uh, name you like to use for the divine, but it's about you recognizing that you are divine and as an expression of the divine, here to express yourself in your unique ways. So giving voice to the gifts and talents that you have. And so that may mean you know, that your life is up for review and looking to see are the relationships that you are in sustaining you or are they draining you? And if they're draining you, then why are you staying? And if your health is, is not optimal, then look at your environment. You know, or Do you have people in your life that cherish you, that nurture you? Do you cherish and nurture you? And if not, what shifts need to be made so that you can create an environment where all of you can thrive. And if you find yourself in a career or a job or a business that is sucking the life force out of you, then why? You know, what would it take to give yourself permission to find out what it is that lights up your soul, what makes your heart sing, and then find a way to go be that in the world which will bring up all your stuff. So, you know, trust. <laughs> oh, trust it does bring up all your stuff. <laughs> well, yeah. when we look and, and money that, as a relationship, I think most of us have that really, in reality, we have a very um, abusive victim control pattern that's going through it. You know, we're sitting there going, okay, I have this relationship. It's like being in a forced relationship and you're sitting there going to the other person, I hate you, I hate you, I hate you because I can't do anything without you type of thing. Um, And so we're building in all this hate. And does money want to stay where we're in a space of hate? It really doesn't. I, I don't think wants to stay where there's all this hate for it. I mean, maybe... Some of the rich people don't, you know, uh, always appreciate things or whatever or, or, you know, aren't using it maybe always for the best causes. Some of them aren't, some of them aren't. Um, but they certainly don't hate it. They absolutely love it. <laughs> they love their money. Yeah, and so <clears throat> one of the things that's so interesting is I, you know, all those years for me flying, and anyone who's been on an aircraft, you know how you get that demo and you've got to put your own oxygen mask on first? Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, so I love that analogy because that's really, you know, in life, I really am about coaching others now to really learn to prioritize themselves in your personal life and in your business life, you know, one and the same. The way you show up in one area is how you're going to show up in other areas. How you show up with money will show up in your relationship, show up in absolutely everything. And unless you are willing to make yourself priority number one, take care of what you need first to be fulfilled, then sooner or later you're going to burn out. And now the thing is, is that you know conditioning, programming, beliefs, society has done a great job, especially many women have bought into it, that if you put yourself first, you're being selfish. And, oh, my goodness me, heaven forbid that anybody think you're selfish, you know. So let's just give, 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 and be completely empty and then hope that maybe there's somebody else out to give, 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 and include you. Um, 
it's a very disempowering uh, state to be in. And it's really, it's also really not honoring the divinity that you are. So yes. when you choose, this is, you know, where I started with, I mean, it took me years, you know, and still every now and again trip up, for years to make this, constantly remind myself, you know, retraining my mind to say, I commit to making myself, the divinity I am, priority number one. And, you know, my mentor would, would tell me again and again, just to say thank you for showing me which steps to take. And trusting that exactly the right steps would be revealed at the right time. I had a big issue with divine timing, you know. It's like, yeah, 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 I can trust the divine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All good and well, but can you hurry up, please, and deliver it like yesterday? <laughs> isn't, isn't that always the case when the mortgage is due or the car payment due? And it's like, yeah, 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 I trust you. Now give it to me so I can get the bill paid, you know. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and so it's really interesting with that. I've been realizing that, you know, I, I can say, I mean, for anybody, um, you know, anyone that you know, anyone that I know, if we look around me, my gosh, we are here. So right here, right now, all is well. We are and, breathing. And just, we, you know, And yeah. you just triggered something for me in that when we parallel this relationship that we have with money, to other relationships that we have. And, you know, that's, that's that aspect of getting destination focus. And we're, it, it's yeah. like the woman that sits there and goes, yeah, 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 yeah. Of course, just give me the ring. <laughs> just give me the ring. Yeah. You know, and they're not, they're not enjoying the relationship. They're not working on building the relationship, taking their time, being in the moment, really seeing who that person is. And then all of a sudden they go, oh, my gosh, I don't like you. <laughs> we kind of do the same thing in the universe and with money. And we're sitting there going, yeah, 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 yeah just give it to me. And, and we're not stopping exactly. to go, oh, I really need to take this journey and build this relationship with money. And, and I need to to build my appreciation of it, just like I need to build an appreciation of my partner, if I had a partner. Exactly. <laughs> well, and, you know, and that's really interesting, too. I found that over the last few years, I think especially since 2012 or so, you know, up until very recently, um, many, many, many uh, women, well, so that must also be men, too, but, you know, I speak, I speak, I have a lot of female friends, so many of the women that I've been speaking to you know, have been without a relationship and really longing to meet that one that they can share this journey with, myself included. And so from, you know, every now and again I would meet someone and go, oh, well, I still feel a spark, so obviously it's still possible. And yet it was almost like I was getting some um, appetizers, you know, to just, uh, to, to, you know, not to go completely starving, but to have a little taste of something. And... Over the last few months, it's been fascinating. The number of women that I have encountered who have met someone, and it's a completely different experience from anything they've ever had. And so I've experienced that for myself as well. And so it's like, you know, as you allow yourself to let go of the, this is again, of dropping the masks and keeping up appearances or going, chasing the dream that society has painted for us that we're supposed to be having. So, you know, the relationship is supposed to, and in the blank, you're supposed to 
by a certain age, be wherever you're supposed to be, and with money you're supposed to have, whatever you're supposed to have. If you ditch all those supposed to and just welcome in whatever shows up in the moment, as you have committed to making yourself priority number one, and this is, you know, I would say choose to let joy be your Choose to follow that thread that is joyful and uplifting for you. And if you find yourself going into staying in situations, relationships, jobs, careers, out of obligation, out of fear, or out of guilt, then you are not honoring the divinity you are. You're not trusting that source truly has your back, your front, your upside, your inside. And that source is the true source of your wealth. And so what's underneath, there's just lots of layers underneath that. You know, which the 40-day journey is, is, is what's been fascinating to witness as well is that many of the women would go through it again and again and again and again. And it, it was actually Yogi Bhajan who brought um, Kundalini Yoga to the West, said it takes 40 days to change a habit, 90 days to confirm the habit, 120 days to be that habit, and a thousand days for math. It's like 40 days of showing up every day, don't miss a day. You miss a day, you start again. And so you go through for 40 days, 90 days, 120 days. So that would be three cycles of going through the content of the money and miracles. And every time, you know, women would say, oh, my gosh, it's amazing how much has shifted and how much was still underneath that. So it's like feeling that proverbial onion. And I, I look at it like having... Uh, the essence that you are is this beautiful, uh, like a jewel, like a diamond that's sparkling, and it's being wrapped up, and you're removing these layers of tissue paper, and as each layer is removed, suddenly you start getting a spark of that beautiful light that's underneath, and I think many of them, you know, you know, many of us on this on this journey of awakening have learned that it wasn't safe, and it hasn't been for a long time. It wasn't safe to let yourself be seen in your essence. So you had to learn to keep up appearances and play the role. So as you're ditching these uh, fears and you're, you're choosing now, you know, right now I choose to just show up as me and whatever fear that brings up, let that be released. Let the, the fear of being annihilated and of being outcast and of being obliterated or whatever it may be, being let down and letting all those those expectations based on experiences of the past be released. If you didn't have access to the Akashic records, as many go by, you know, the records of the past, if you didn't have access to those anymore, if all those records were cleared, content released, and all that remained was the energy of the you know, that, that was invested in that. And the, the, the wisdom that you've gained is available for you, but it's available it vibrationally with no reference point to experiences. But you have this wisdom embodied, and all this energy were available for you to create a brand new story now. Then what would you create if you knew that you, that you, that source has your back, that you are that extension of source. And so, that the question every day really is about what's fun for me, what would be uplifting for me, what makes me feel alive, and then go and do that. That means reaching out for others to support you 
in whatever way you require in that moment. Absolutely. And I, I think it's through that inspiration and I I, I think the, the fears that are the toughest for people are the ones where they go out and they start doing that and they're not seeing the results come around. Um, yeah. So a shortcut to that. Yeah, yeah. A shortcut, a shortcut to that is the first, you know you get clear on what it is that that you would like to create in your life. So let let's just say that it that it that it's money, and you have a certain amount of money that you would like to manifest. So you jot this number down. Then you tap in and say, well, why? You know, you see, it's never about that number. It's about what you think you're going to be able to do with it. How is that going to make you feel? So you connect into the feeling state. If you were to wake up tomorrow morning and you were to check your bank balance and all of a sudden you find that, wow, amazing, there's a million dollars in there, how would you feel? And you tap into that feeling state, and whatever the number is for you, you know, just a million dollars. Well, let's say that you were wanting to manifest $10,000 by the end of the month, for example. And... The first thing that you may be aware of is noticing that the yeah, but voices come in. Yeah, that's all great. Well, but, you know, and so those buts are based on your past experiences. Well, what if you were able to access that those, the database? It's like accessing the files in your computer that have all the records and memory contained as to why it isn't possible for you to manifest what you're calling for. And you did you send all those databases of all the limitations and everything it would mean into the divine energy laundry and let everything be clear, be transformed, let the energy that's held those limitations in place be transformed, freed up to support you. Then you connect in with what it would feel like to know that whenever you set about doing something, the money, the resources are available for you. See, the resources can show up in very many different ways, not just dollar bills. And then you start saying thank you. You start celebrating in advance that this is already a done deal. Thank you, universe. Thank you, source. Thank you, divine, for taking care of me. Thank you for showing me the steps to take each day to align me with what I am calling for. Thank you for already creating this. You know, when I know that for you being on this journey on the road and I've just gone into a house sitting center, not know it's like I know that the divine already knows. And so I say, Wow, this is exciting. The divine already knows how this is gonna get handled. So let's say that you have a mortgage bill payment to make or whatever it is. I know that the divine already knows how this is going to be taken care of. So thank you for showing me the optimal to get there. It's and, like having the, think, the... And I think that that's the, the piece that, you know, is kind of key is, is that gratitude because sometimes people think, oh, I've got to have X amount of this come in. It's got to come in before I start to thank you in a way. And yet... You know, for example, in my case, I'm, I'm traveling, I'm journeying on the road. Well, 
all the time I'm saying thank you for allowing me to to be in this journey. Thank you for allowing me to to do this traveling and to be in these different places and to be sharing my work in in different ways. And um, you know, maybe all the money isn't there yet that I would like to have, but certainly I'm so grateful because the process is already in motion and it is already happening. And that's the thing that I think we have to see is that it's already happening. It's already in motion. It's already taken care of, even when we can't see it with our physical eyes. Yeah, and I think that the the key thing here is is that you bring up something beautiful. I mean, many people talk about how important it is to tap into gratitude, and I absolutely agree with that. However, if there is an element in there of that you should be grateful, then (laughs) you have just let, yep, then you have just gone into some, you know, making yourself go through the motions, but the energy is not aligned with it. And this is something, actually, that also is an interesting thing, that when we were going through the 40 days, um, the topic came up, it, it's about gratitude, because how often have you heard, you should be grateful for what you have? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And what that implies oftentimes is that it is you should be grateful for what you have. So, you know, don't go asking for more because you should be grateful for what you have. And I'm like, yes, I am really grateful for what I have. And I am consciousness constantly expanding itself. And so I am constantly going to be asking for more because it's fun. And then tapping into the energy of the gratitude piece of, wow, as an expression of the divinity, of the divine, what ways can I show up today, fully shine my light, and seeing, oh, who shows up today? Your money flows to you through other people. And when the, the gunk is out of the way, you know, all the... the the energy of feeling needy or feeling guilty or feeling ashamed or whatever, blah, blah, blah. When that's out of the way, it's a clear communication. And what tends to happen is that you'll, you'll have experiences where you'll get a call from someone who says, I was just thinking of you and I just, I know I felt inspired to, to, to gift you. You know, I've had that happen many times that received a message that someone felt inspired to make a contribution to me and just sent me X amount of dollars that was like, wow, that's like a miracle, amazing. And things show up. Yeah. Um, you know, and I think that these are, um, you know, these aspects of things showing up. It, it, they do. They do. When you get into all of that, it's totally um, a very powerful thing. Um and it's, I can't agree. I can't agree more. You know, it's, it, it is this, this, this powerful space. And, and there's just this relief. There's this ease that comes in your life instead of being tense about things, instead of being, um, like you say, in all the shoulds and stuff like that. It's just, it's kind of like, okay, this is fun. And, and there shouldn't be a limit. And, and, you know, I think that is one of the things we do is we tend to limit ourselves and say, well, this is just my little piece. Well, 
No, I mean we're we're all one. That's all, you know, there. And you know, there's nothing wrong with us having plenty for ourselves to take care of us for our whole lives, and then having money to go and share and do things and create experiences and give to other people. And um, yeah, I mean. The key is the fun, having fun with it. And money's going to go where there's fun. There's no doubt about it, in my, in my opinion. Yeah. Because I see it any time I go out and have fun and let go, I come back and it's like, oh, how nice. Somebody, you know, wants an appointment or how nice somebody, you know, giving me this or that. Yeah. Yeah, and that that's where, when so, so tying that back into... Um, where we started with the whole realization that when you come from a place of knowing that you are enough, so this is real. You know, this is why it's so interesting. Money being such a topic that everybody deals with, everybody um, has their own stories attached to it, their own meanings attached to it. Interestingly enough, that money is what has been used to separate us from source also the key to bring you back home to source and so because when you realize all the stories that are attached to it um, have done a grand job of having you believe that you are separate uh, when you allow those stories and and the the sense the betrayal that you may have felt of being let down and this oftentimes by the way I know that you know that and I would say many of the listeners knowing will know this. You've had a time where you know something at some level, and yet is all of you on board with that? You may consciously say, yeah, I know uh, source is my source, and yet what is it held in your unconscious? You know, the places where is it showing up in your life that you do not feel supported? Where do you feel that you have to conform, and that if you were to speak up truthfully as to what really matters to you, that you're going to be supported. What comes up for you with that? You do you really feel that if you were to speak up and say, well, this is what I'm really passionate about. This is what I love expressing in the world. This is how I love to spend my days. Am I going to be supported? Yes or no. You know, one of the things too is that realizing that um, one surefire way to postpone the receiving of what is yours is to compare yourself with others or to compare yourself with where you think you should be on the journey rather than accepting where you are. And when you're comparing yourself to somebody else, you don't know what someone else is going through. And oftentimes the choosing, you know, where whatever is going on in life, um, if you're going through very challenging times, yeah, you know, you have challenging times, yet in each moment you still have the power to choose how you are going to show up. And that was the, the, the book that I've been a part of, you know, The Choosing Happiness. Amazing. I mean, the stories of all the women in there going through amazing challenges in life and choosing became a point where they said, you know, I choose happiness. And choosing happiness and choosing joy takes courage because, if you look around, how many people are depressed or, you know, and, and have sort of given up it being possible for them to be really truthfully happy? And so they're going through the motions, conforming to what's expected of them, 
you know, one of the stories is you go to school, you go through, you know, you're supposed to go to college, you get your degree, you meet someone, you get married, then you have children, and then, you know, you go, through, you build your house, you so you get your mortgage, and you have your, your children grow up, they move out, you retire, and that's sort of the end of your life. I mean, what if there's a different story? And you're living it, I've been living it, that, you know, you, it's possible to say, um, you, you've chosen to be on the road. And so many people will say, well, I'm supposed to have a job because that's going to bring in the money that's going to pay the rent or it's going to pay the mortgage. So ultimately what that's about is about providing you with a place to live. Well, what if we start on this so that you will feel secure? What if we look where there are so many ways that you can live somewhere but that may not fit the traditional model that society has told you to fit into? Like you're going on the road. Yeah, I left my my home and you know just staying with friends and being invited at places and now house sitting. So I have the essence is that I have a place to stay, yet I'm not paying rent right now. And and these are the and things like, that wow. fact, when when I did get ready to go on the road, I had several people say to me, "It's spiritual people, spiritual." coaches and people that said, oh, you can't make money on the road. It's all on the Internet now. <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> really? Watch me, you know. Yeah. And and you talk about this, uh, where don't you feel supported? And I was, I was sitting here going, hmm, well, <laughs> I could name a lot of places where I don't feel supported. But then I started mm-hmm. to think to myself, and I thought, but why am I relying on other people to support me. Why am I not getting that directly from source? And if my best, the one place I am truly fully supported is from the divine source, whatever you want to say, I've got the best support in the world. Whether I have any other support or not. Yeah, and so the the beauty here is that it's so powerful. What you were saying there, you know, you look at maybe situations of people where you don't feel supported, when you choose, really, you know, with all of who you are, to make yourself the divine self that you are, priority number one, then, and you look at your life as to where you do not feel supported, ask yourself, are you staying in those situations out of fear, obligation, or guilt? And it's probably a combination of all of them. Fear that if you step back from, yeah? And and why do I need per se, other people to support me. If I simply put it out there and instead of putting it in the, because if, if I'm looking to be supported, I put myself in a sort of, I don't want to say vulnerable, but in a sort of victim space in a way, like I can't move unless somebody else does this for me. Uh, you know, But if I change that and say I'm going to do this and maybe other people would like to join in and contribute, to this as opposed to waiting for them to support me on it yeah but so the thing here is is that when you look to see okay where are you staying out of fear obligation or guilt and you'll probably find you know this is the hardest thing is oftentimes with family you know because there's some kind of feeling that you're you know you're you're supposed to be there for your family well you know that's a whole other conversation 
However, if you look to see if you're staying in communication with people who are not supporting your brilliance, who are not celebrating you for the amazingness that you are, then why are you spending time there? So if you choose to say, you know, I'm choosing to spend by honoring myself and choosing to align myself with community, with people who who celebrate who I am, who get who I am. One of the things that I've noticed, I've gone through it several times myself, and I always see this with clients too, is that you know, when you choose, every time that you choose to up-level your life in whatever way that is, you're making changes, you're doing something different than the tribe or the community that you've been a part of, then it will bring up the fear that you're going to be outcast, rejected by those that you've been a part of and that you're going to be alone. And, you know, there may be a period where, yeah, your friends drift off, you just find that you just, you know, it's like you don't have anything in common anymore. And yet you have to be willing to go through that period of that, that emptiness so that you can make space to align yourself with those who have also chosen to make themselves priority number one. And now you're connecting with others, your soul group, your tribe, who really get who you are. And as your money flows to you through other people, it can now flow to you through people who celebrate your gifts, who support you on your journey. And so it's coming from a place of experience expansion of consciousness rather than placing limitations on you because you're hooked in by fear, obligation, or guilt. makes a completely different experience. You know, collaborations with others, partnerships. We're here to be co-creating, but look to see who you're co-creating with. Exactly. Exactly. Um that's huge. That's a, that's just a huge piece. And and so many times we try to co-create with people that aren't running on the same vibe, if you want to say they're not in the same soul grouping or whatever, uh, in there, and and it doesn't work. Uh, you know, they're they're trying to to create some, these patterns that are full of all these expectations and judgments. And we're kind of like, no, I don't want to create from there. I just want to create. <laughs> um, but I want to, I want to jump back to something that we started to allude to at the beginning of the show because we don't have. I mean, we've got a little bit of time, but you know, we don't have like another hour to delve into it. <laughs> and that is, that is, we started to talk about the, the times that we're in, the astrological influences, um, the you know, the planetary alignments, and how that's affecting all that we have happening and going on and maybe our relationship with money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so without going into all the, the astrological uh, details of it, let's just say that, I mean, we're just at this point right now as we're talking when Easter weekend, right? So for those who, who celebrate Easter, even if you don't, you know, it's so interesting because that's in the collective consciousness. So it's a time of death and rebirth. And how amazing that we've just gone through this extraordinary, huge reset button, pressing the, the restart on, on your computer, starting rebooting with a 
whole new operating system and choosing to start something brand new, an empty slate, knowing you have the wisdom within you, like having access to Google. You know, if you need to know something, Google it and the information is there. You don't have to drag the whole library with you. And so in this space we're in right now, I mean, it's really an invitation to let go of anything and everything, anything and everybody that's been in your life, that's been draining you, that's been holding you back, that's where you have felt that you've had to dim your light because you didn't feel safe to really shine. So it's really about a huge life review opportunity in a way, you know, where have you held yourself back? What if you knew that you have enough, that you are enough, that you always have what you require, then which choices would you make? So another way to say that would be, you know, if you knew that you always had the resources, including the money available for you, how would you be spending your days? Well, how would you be contributing? And then go and connect with others who are also committed to really living full out and finding your community that will support you. You have amazing platforms available these days like crowdfunding uh, sources. So if you, let's say that you have um, an idea. For example, for the, the Money and Miracles, I ran a crowdfunding campaign to get it published. And I just very recently also asked if I was going to set up a crowdfunding campaign for the next book that's coming out about joy. And then decided I'm just going to ask one of my uh, clients if she would like to uh, sponsor this. And I was going to ask a few different clients, but I started with one. And, you know, by me asking and sharing why this matters to me and realizing that as we come together and make this possible, she is contributing, I'm contributing, we're supporting each other, and how exciting is that? You're finding people that are willing to support you in your journey if you, for instance, with you with your show and, and all the amazing projects that you've got going, you have chosen to step out on a limb and to do what many people only dream of doing but have many excuses as to why it's not possible for them. And some of them may be very valid excuses, reasons, but they're still an excuse. Anybody can go and, and follow the path, you know? And, and you talk about, you know, what would you do if you if you had no limitations. And on the same hand, I've recently been thinking, and what would you do if somebody said you're not going to receive any resources? <laughs> what would you go and do in your life? And in reality, the answer should be one and the same. Um, exactly. <laughs> if, whether you have all the resources in the world or you have no resources, it should be the same answer. And... Yeah. Um, I, I guess I shouldn't be using shoe. <laughs> it should. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, it's one of those those interesting twists that, you know, when you're driven, and, and I've, I've created things and done things with no resources. I've had people saying, well, you know, you're just not going to get big unless you, um, and these come from, by the way, spiritual marketing people, 
marketing people. Uh-huh. Unless you spend X amount of money and you're just going to have to do it. You know, we'll give you this loan or we'll, you know, we'll actually loan you the money. I said, you don't get it. I'm not going further into debt to make this work. What I'm going to show people is how to do it without the resources. And as they start uh-huh. to do that, they'll get the resources. And I, and I do have people that come through for me from time to time. Um, on stuff and and do because of just putting my work out there alone was enough for somebody to say, I have to help you get there. Mm-hmm. And as you say, these people absolutely do show up, but we have to start taking the steps with or without the help. We have to be willing to put ourselves out there and to say, okay, I'm going to drop all that programming that, that tells me I can't do it without money, that says that I have to go on Oprah to make it big. And, um, you know, probably I can make it big but just by saying I'll never go on Oprah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you know, Jesse, at the same time, it was also an invitation to release um, any agreement that may be held unconsciously that the only way that you will show up and, be, and really uh, live your purpose uh, to, to, to really to stay on track, if you like, um, is when you don't have resources uh, so that you have to tap into your creative ability. Or your, you know, so therefore, that's an, a flip side to that other program that will say that um, it, you know, that the only way, it's almost like an agreement, like a vow, oftentimes made monastic vows, that um, unless you have, um, it, you know, unless you have no resources available, um, in other words, um, that you need to struggle somehow or experience lack, uh, so it has to stay on course. And that, I encountered that when as if it was noble to not have material resources to not have money to do with very little to show how little you can get by on and still you know show up in the world what if that was no longer necessary and you actually you know you ditch the it's like a polarity on one end is the needing to have all the resources so that you can show up fully on the other hand then is oh if i don't have the resources that way i'll get creative and i stay on track and i don't go off you know, and get distracted by the fame and the fortune and blah, blah, blah. What if you could ditch all those polarities and come to the center so now you're at a place of choice? So whether you have money or don't have money really is irrelevant. That way you allow yourself to have the abundance that supports you. And and I think in that space of whether I have it or don't have it is kind of irrelevant and that's hard for some people to grasp when they're going, yeah, but... If I don't have it, it's not going to, you know, I'm going to be that street person or whatever. But uh, yeah. but there's a whole new new layer that goes with that um, space of being that is, is yeah. very empowering. Um, as, we, as we move into that, it, it's incredibly empowering when we get to that space. And oftentimes that's when money comes. And we look at, you know, the, the trends that we've had, the astrological influences and the various things that we've had going on, the planetary alignments and the turnings of the year and the seasons and all these little pieces that play into things. And really they're there to help us awaken that creativity that's always there, 
but as you say, oftentimes doesn't come out until we're pushed against that wall. But the key is not, as you say, it's not that we need it to push us against the wall to get to that space. The key is, is that it's waking us up to say, I need you to use this energy with or without the money. I need you to use this energy, and that's why I'm here, is to show to, to remind you to get creative. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that this, you know, so the, the message really running throughout is that as long as you have made money, the source of your security, your happiness, your well-being, you are projecting the source of your well-being of, you know, outside yourself, and so you're constantly at the mercy of conditions. That you will, you know, that you have no control over. So the key is to let, you know, to make a choice that. Sort, then this is where it brings up all the stuff that you'll have um, in your personal relationship with the divine, and have will feel that you can truly trust. Where, where is the part of you that, you know, what I see oftentimes with clients is one of the biggest things that hold you know, that that creates. Um, a block is the part that's wanting to control. And it will show up mm-hmm. in ways to say, yeah, 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 I trust the divine when it comes to this and that, but I think they're on vacation right now when it comes to that, so I had better take care of things. You know, I had better intervene. I had better take charge here, you know. And I don't know about you, but I have found that when that part of me likes to think it's in control, it does a crap job of it, I tell you. Much better <laughs> when I surrender. And, you know, and let the divine take the lead and then it creates a a co-creation, a partnership between my personality and my divine self so they can come together and really play. It's like the mind being in service of the heart of the soul makes a very different experience. It absolutely does. And I and and I'm glad you brought up control because that's something that so many of us do unconsciously with money, where we try to control it. Um, you know, yeah. you're going to come to me so that I can do this. You're, um, you know, we we demand it to be there, or we, um, you know, we say that it's got to come in through a certain means or a certain way or a certain person or or things like that, mm. we lock ourselves again into those judgments and we're constantly trying to control. And if we look at at our relationships, if we were to make that money a person as opposed to money, um, here again, how many of us like to be controlled? How many of us like to be told you're going to do this and you're going to do that? We don't. Yeah. We'd and, be like, and, yeah. and I'm going to go someplace else. <laughs> Exactly, and what was was amazing, I think I had uh, the stories in the um, uh, Money and Miracles book, I had had a conversation um, at the beach, I think it was in 2012, which was, um, yeah, I shared it on Facebook and said, can you guess who she is? I shared a story of a conversation with a friend that I've had for a long time. And um, without giving it away, it really brings up a lot of this stuff. Um, about about stories that we have projected onto money, and you know when you do realize, wow, it's it's a symbol for exchange, and so it's a symbol for flow, and 
if you, again, we come back to this space, if you truly, truly, truly know in every part of you, not believe, you know it, so there's no questioning. You know that you are enough. And being enough, which choices do you make? How do you show up in relationships? Do you grasp and want to cling or do you let your hand be open and allow it to flow because you know it's a continuous flow? And when the moment that you try to hold on, trick. Yeah, and, and it is so true, and we only do these cleaning, controlling things when we don't feel enough. And when you don't trust, so it's the fear of losing what you have, which again is yeah. that, you know, the buying into separation. And so look at any relationship. If you have somebody who's really clingy and, and restricting your freedom and want to hold, you know, pr- imprison you basically, doesn't give you the freedom to be who you are or to go where you want to go because you're afraid that they're going to leave you, well, guess what you set into motion? They have no other option than to leave you because you're suffocating them, <laughs> So I've loved many when you relationships for that very reason. <laughs> exactly, yeah. And yet, you know, it, it takes a real um, strengthening. It's a coming home to yourself, the source self that you are, and really noticing, knowing that that is your source. And when you take time every day to just consciously connect in with that infinite source, that you are. You know, it's interesting that wealth, the original meaning of wealth was happiness. And it wasn't until a few centuries later that material possessions got added into the mix. And so it's, you know, allowing yourself to be wealthy, it's allowing yourself to be who you are, allowing yourself to dial into that channel, like dialing into the radio, like dialing into this show. You're dialing into your joy channel, your happiness channel. And when you are feeling happy and when you're feeling joyful and you're feeling supported and you're feeling cherished and nurtured, which choices do you make from that place? Because you know you are enough. Very different than when you are dialed into worry and fear and anxiety because you're afraid that there's not going to be enough. So it's about switching channels and choosing again and again and again and again and again and again and again until it's become your default channel. And that's where the work, the work, if you want to call it work, um, kicks in. It's not about making a choice just one time. It's about making that choice many times throughout the day and noticing where you get yanked out of alignment. Absolutely. And, and some of that can just take practice. Uh, as you build your awareness to it. And I've looked at the pieces over and over again. And uh, and as you say, the new layers are always showing up. But I love that you brought out the fact that, that being wealthy is really about being who you are. And when you yeah. really are yourself, it's, it's such an incredible space to be who you are. Um, I can truly say at the times in my life where I allowed myself to be me, where I allowed myself to just have fun and do what I wanted to do, regardless of what anybody else thought, 
I was never short of money, ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and again there, you know, it's again, and it's realizing that it's about looking at why it's for creating anything, you know, manifestation 101, <laughs> creating anything. It's tapping into what it is that you're wanting to create, what are you wanting to manifest, and it's tapping into why. It's the feeling state. And so if you can align yourself, let's say that underneath the money is a feeling of security. Okay, let's tap into ways that you feel secure. And let's tap into the ways that you feel free. And let's dial into that channel where you feel supported. And every day, choose, you know, when you're in a situation, when a choice is presented to you to participate in this, or participate in that, show up for this, or to show up for that. Where do you feel supported? Where do you feel um, lighter? Where do you feel uplifted? And where the challenge at times may be is that as this is a journey of really developing your trust muscles, you're trusting your inner guidance, is that what presents itself, outer appearances, may not necessarily um, be a match for you. It's about really tapping into the energy that's underneath it. So it's about looking behind what's presenting itself. So if you have an opportunity where you're presented with something that looks dazzling and sparkly and, wow, looks amazing, and yet you get a feeling of like, ew, um, and then you have another opportunity that doesn't look as dazzling, but you feel joyful and you feel expanded. And it's, ah, yeah. It's when, you know, often I'm sure that um, we've all had experiences where we have overridden our um, intuition and, and gone with something that initially we, we thought, oh, no. And it turned out to be an experience that you said afterwards, oh, boy, I better not, you know, I better really listen and trust, listen to and trust yeah. my intuition from this moment forward, you know? You get the well, job from hell, the relationship from hell, the client from hell, you know? <laughs> that sense of peace is really powerful because I even looked at that with something on my trip right now where I was sitting going, wow, I would really like to go to such and such a spot while I'm out here. And everything, when I think about it, on one hand, it, it gives me this excitement, but on another hand, I don't have peace with it because mm-hmm. I know if I do that, I know that it's going to create certain stresses for me and going to create tension, and mm-hmm. that's going to be self-defeating. But when I think about not doing that, I think, can I just let this go and I can catch it next year? Um, yeah. You know, and, and really why is it so important to go? And, and it's like, and okay, let's say I don't go and I just go straight on to this other place. I actually have more peace because I'm not putting myself in that panic of, you know, what what could happen if I go the other direction, you know. It's mm-hmm. uh, the sense of peace is the true logic, and I think you brought that out beautifully. And listening to that, uh, because our intuition is usually guiding us to that state of peace. 
and safety yeah. as opposed to yeah. the other turmoil. You know, we're kind of winding down here, Tina, but I want to make sure that people know how to contact you, that they know of anything that you have going on, um, how to access your programs, all of that. So if you would take a, a few minutes to just share that with them, and, and um, that would be great. Thank you, Jesse. Yeah, you know, I, I just wanted to say that it's, you know, if if you are feeling really um, pressured right now, for instance, you know, let's say that, wow, you, you, there may be, you may be facing eviction from your home, um, or you may be in a situation where you don't have money for food, you know, whatever dire circumstance you're finding yourself in right now, you know, what helps in those moments is what helps me in moments like that is to take some deep conscious breaths. So you breathe in and then you let go. And just imagine that you're breathing in peace. And as you breathe out, you're releasing the stress, the tension. Because if you're feeling really, really under the pump, you're feeling at a you know, crisis point, and if you are completely dialed into that or tuned into that, you'll feel so stressed, and your body actually physically contracts, and you're not able to receive. So you're shutting yourself down from receiving, even if what you've asked for were right in front of you, you would not be able to let it in. It's like your fists are closed because you're so tense and clenched. And so let yourself actually open your hands, take a deep breath in, breathe in peace, which is the truth of your essence. And as you exhale, just let go of anything that's been preventing that. And you do that until you start to feel some ease. And then in that moment, you ask yourself, you know, what's the most outrageous thing that could happen right now that would help me achieve whatever the goal is? What's the most outrageous thing I could do right now? And then notice what comes up. And so it may also be the question, what's the most obvious thing? Yeah. That's powerful to think about what's the most outrageous thing I can do from my space right now. Um, I've heard many of people who are powerful manifestors talk about that. Um, so how yeah. do people, and, and what a great closing thought for people, because, yes, it's that stillness. And as long as we're busy and our mind is going a 1,000 miles an hour, um, we're not going to be able to receive. We're not in that feminine energy that allows us to receive. We're not, um, we're not stopping long enough to get it. Um, you yeah. know, my, my mail service can't send me mail unless I'm, you know, actually stopped at the post office and get it. <laughs> I'm not going to get it. Yes. <laughs> you know, um, so I've got to stop and be still long enough to pick up the mail. Um, so yeah. how do people reach you? So on my website, if you go to innerdelight.com, so I-N-N-E-R-D-E-L-I-G-H-T, innerdelight.com, you will find the Money and Miracles treasure chest. This is a free gift for you to sign up uh, for my Joy Sprinkles, which are my almost weekly, sometimes bi-weekly uh, updates. 
And I did Money and Miracles Treasure Chest contains an audio that will help you clear and release worry and money fears, you know, fears and, and money worries. That's a beautiful um, energy release meditation. And it also contains a really beautiful joy booster audio, which is from the 40 Days of Joy. It is a really an, an, an infusion of divine love, so allowing yourself to just breathe in that divine love. And as you listen to that, it just allows you to really come back home to yourself. And from that space of being, so you know, creating will be a very different experience than if you're feeling really stressed. So you have both those meditations available plus a beautiful joy oracle card that goes with it. So you have a visual and a reminder message and also the introduction to the Money and Miracles book so you get a sense of what's possible and available for you. So that's a free gift that you can sign up for. And then I have programs available, online courses. And, of course, if you're interested in having private coaching, then just schedule in a call and let's just have a chat we create a you know a breakthrough even in just having the conversation and if it feels like a fit for you to work with me then wow we'll work we'll we'll have something worked out for you and otherwise you'll leave the call just feeling inspired and having a few action steps ready for you so it's just nice to connect beautiful beautiful lots and lots of great things there Tina I want to thank you so much for your time for coming on uh the show today and sharing your wisdom and sharing your experiences and um, giving people some insight to this relationship with money and how being, you know, how who they are and how they're being in life uh, definitely affects um, what they're earning and what's coming in for them and and how they're able to connect with money and utilize it and um, definitely shed some great light I think on this on this subject for people. Thank you. Yeah, and you know, and you'll find too that if you read through some of the, the 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 stories of how people have experienced going through this course, I received a message the other day from one lady saying that in over twenty plus years of delving into self development programs and everything, that nothing has impacted her as much as going through the forty days. So it's like, wow. Amazing, you know, just receiving the insights and you can go through it again and again and again and discover something new each time. So it's just a, be- it's a journey and, and, a, and something to... And to me, that's, that, that's, yeah, a very, yeah. that's a very important key to me when it's something that you can do over and over and over again because it works with you through all the different layers you're going through as opposed to just one little piece. And, and I can tell that this is something that it's transformative in somebody's life, not just in their finances, but through their their entire life um, in there. Yeah. And that's, that's the big key. So, again, innerdelight.com if you'd like to connect with Tina, uh, www.innerdelight.com. And just go on there and you know, check out what she's got there because uh, she's doing some really great things and, and you know, it's, it's worth 
having that peace of mind and that comfort and um, that self-worth running <laughs> in your life. Yeah. And have some fun. And this is one last fun little life. thing. It's just, just a preview, but this is, it's in the process of being um, created right now. So stay tuned for this. But that's the, the Divine Joy Circle will be opening up soon. And that's going to be a joyful, juicy place for celebrating with others on this path and receiving the support that you require to really put this joy principle to into action in your life, creating tangible results in your business, tangible results with money, tangible results in your relationships. So that's going to be really exciting. Wonderful. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much, Tina, for being with us today. Thank you, Jesse. I appreciate you. And thank you for being such a radiant light in the world and an example of what's possible for when you're true to yourself and follow the call of your heart. Very inspiring. All right. And this is really great because we're going to be actually doing some follow-up on some things that Tina mentioned today. I have another Tina coming on next week called Tina Firewolf. And she's going to be with us sharing her work in reconnective therapy and her book Beneath the the Chatter. So you heard us talk with Tina today, uh, Tina Van Leuven today, about the importance of that, that stillness and stopping for a little bit. Well, Tina Firewolf is going to be expanding on that, of really how to get beneath that chatter and quiet the mind down a bit. Uh, again, all of my products and things that I put out, I have a lot of different things where I do monthly videos and all the archive shows and I have monthly specials that are out this month. Uh, for April, what I'm doing is I'm running 50% off of my dream and symbol interpretation. Um, all of those things, you can find the information on my website, Jesse Ann Nichols George, the number one, and that includes where I'm going to be on the Compassion Tour. I have just finished up my time in Portland, Oregon, and I am now going to be starting to head across the country, and I'll be heading into Denver, Colorado next, on into the Black Hills of South Dakota, out to Galesburg, Illinois, down to um, Missouri, Kansas, uh, or Kansas City, Missouri, excuse me, (laughs) and then um, heading back up, probably making some stops in Ohio, going into Traverse City, Michigan. Uh, I'll be doing venues in Pennsylvania and Connecticut, New Jersey, Rhode Island, New York, um, scheduled for, let's hear, Massachusetts. I just got word on Massachusetts today, so all over the East Coast, and I want to see what else I'm going to do beyond that. So just follow up. You can stay stay there and catch all the information. Don't forget we've got several shows here on Main Street Universe throughout the week. Monday nights is Randy Goldberg with Vedic Astrology. Tuesdays we have Susan Weed sharing her work in herbs and natural plants. Wednesdays we have our flagship show with Daniel and Janice, and they do all kinds of things from readings to guests to taking a topic and taking a look at that. Uh, that's backed oftentimes with spiritual insights by Darren Bucare, who's a reader at Madame Laveau in New Orleans. Kevin Baird is popping in and out. He's got some new work, and I'm probably bringing Kevin on later on during the summertime. He's got a, a thing called New Companion that he's been working on, so that's kind of interesting to see what he's doing with that. This is Jesse Ann Nichols George. Thank you so much for being with us today. And again, thanks to all of our listeners, not only on Blog Talk Radio, but those that are streaming live on PEN, known as Parent Encounters Network, Stream Finder, and Talk Stream Live. 
and those catching our podcast at iTunes, TuneIn.com, as well as those catching the YouTube version of our show. I look forward to seeing you back here next week as we delve more into activating compassion. Don't forget that if you've enjoyed the show today, share it with others. It's going to be available at the same link in our archives. And I'm going to leave you today with the song Yearning For, also known as Over and Over by Shumshai. Thank you so much, and I look forward to seeing you again next week right here on Activating Compassion Radio. May you enjoy the rest of your weekend and have a truly amazing week. And if I could see what makes me blind I would soar to the edge of my mind And to touch what seems unreal Just to show you the way that I feel And we are in time with time One with season of change inside And we are in tune with the tune Caught in a balance of sun and moon